No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. (laughs) All right, we are back with another episode of Con Air Radio. And of course, we are your hosts. We got Artab. That's me. And, of course, Haggard Haggard himself, that's Jared. How you doing, Robert? I am doing fine. It was fun to come down here, by the way. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's... a little little turns and twirls. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little bit different. Uh, so we're not recording from the library. We're actually recording from... Uh, Your place. My, my new garage, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I rented a rented place uh, in Tempe. And it just so happens that... Uh, you know, since I'm renting the renting the place, might as well talk to the guy I'm renting from. Essentially, uh, yeah, we have a uh, uh, Johnny. Uh, he's actually a photographer out here in Tempe. Uh, I have to do this. You have to do it. Who's Johnny? <laughs> I'm sorry. When you're old like me, I, you got to remember these old movies. Who's Johnny? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Johnny, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to uh, to Connor Radio? Uh, hi there. I'm surprised you didn't do the here's Johnny. <laughs> well, you gotta remember. I just, I just remembered. I just gonna, you know, who's Johnny? As in short, short circuit. circuit. Yeah. Who would remember Johnny Carson? Well, no, I was talking uh, uh, Shining. Yeah. Shining. Oh yeah. Okay. I was actually another gonna, Johnny. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking Johnny Carson. Okay. I was actually gonna wear that T-shirt. Um, I had a really, really funny story about that T-shirt. Yeah. Okay. So um, I wore that T-shirt when I went to Hollywood, and uh, you notice on Hollywood, there's a lot of people that like want to pass out their CDs, like mm-hmm. try, to, try to grab your attention. Well, it was a bad idea to wear that shirt, being the fact that my name's Johnny. Because all of these people would be, would be like screaming, hey, Johnny, and then I would turn around, and obviously they, they'd got my attention, and I'd have to like figure out clever ways to get out of these these conversations because I didn't want their mixtape. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right, so uh, so you are a local photographer. I am. Yes. Um, I know. Uh, what, what's what's the website? Uh, Shot by Johnny. Shot. It doesn't matter how you spell it. Doesn't matter how you spell. It. All right. Yeah. So uh, what what specifically uh, do you photograph? Um, everything. Um, mostly, I try to go towards more of the dark fantasy. Um, I've shot a lot of cosplay, a lot of weddings, a lot of corporate gigs, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, recently I've been doing, uh, just a lot of your average day portrait, but with my style attached to it. Um, everybody's like, why are you not, you know, shooting, you know, the pretty girls anymore? And I'm like, well, I still do that, but, uh, I've been trying to get just people around me that either influence me in some way or that I see online or in person all the time that I never really talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then trying to just take a really good photo of them and rather than it just being something for like a magazine or some type of cosplay set, although some people do show up in cosplay. But um, it's just nobody really has just like a regularly awesome portrait of themselves mm-hmm. or it's been a really long time since they've gotten one. And it's not like, I don't want my photos to look like something out of like, you know, your high school photo. Right. So if they can have this really awesome image, you know, there's no reason not to. And I haven't even been charging for those. Just something I enjoy doing. It's my artistic outlet. So I wouldn't want it to really become a job. Mm -hmm. I have a job. um, And I would never want my photography to be that. So I just try to do that as kind of like somebody else wants to draw every day. Nice. Yeah. So what uh what 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 uh, setup do you use? Uh, Canon for now. Um, most of the time, it's you know I've got a few lenses that I work with depending. If I uh, if I'm outdoors, I like to go with uh, a lower depth of field lens. Um, it's gonna go into like photography jargon. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I think you do. There's there, there's all uh, a whole gamut of people that listen. So okay. Well, so I'll do like a, a one of my favorites is a, a thirty five f one two. Which is, you know, my, my like a street camera lens. Um, although I usually don't take it out because it's really expensive. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then just my everyday is a twenty four seventy, and then um, I have an eighty five one too for more of my wedding stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know how you mentioned uh, you don't like to take out that one lens because it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was a photographer, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a studio back up in Nova Scotia. 
while I was a kid, um, I loved to, you know, take things apart, play with things, things like that. So one day I was uh, checking out one of her cameras, and uh, I was playing with it, and um, evidently I, you know, dropped it with the lens, and the lens got seized, mm -hmm. so it wouldn't wouldn't focus. So when I came downstairs and uh, you know tried to put it back and not get caught doing this, uh, my mom then later tells me she goes, "Were you playing with the Hasselblad?" Ooh, <laughs> just the name alone. I'm like, oh, no, please just stop there. I said, uh, <laughs> a kind of, I was trying to take a picture off the, we, we had a, a, a widow's walk on the top of the house, so you mm -hmm. could actually get really good shots. And she goes, yeah, that was a thousand dollar lens <laughs> that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a Hasselblad is a, a $3,000 camera, or was back Minimum. Then. Yeah. Minimum, yeah. <laughs> now they're upwards of 20000 like you know, for the high end ones, right? So, yeah, I learned uh, really early to, to hold yeah. on to those lenses. <laughs> I, like, I think no. the uh, the body of my of my camera that I have now, um, when I got it, was four grand, and now they're you know, there's but I think they're a little bit cheaper because there's a new version of it, but I don't, I don't see any reason to upgrade. Now, do you you're, you do digital? I take it. Um, I also have just gotten back into film. Really? My my buddy Joe, who's a teacher. Uh, actually, who, who teaches photography out in Gilbert? Um, he actually got me back into shooting film photography, so I've been doing a lot of that. And I picked up a, an old Leica, old Leica camera. Sure, mm -hmm. really good cameras. <laughs> yeah, most of the old ones that I have are, are well, I have too old now, <laughs> and and they've been sitting for a way long time, so uh, they most of them don't even function anymore. But uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I, I like to take mine out occasionally. I, I do it at the con because, uh, you know, we want more photography at the con. <laughs> yeah. That's what we like. So Which con? All. All of them. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've done Phoenix Comic Con. We just got done with FanFest. Uh, Saboten. We got Corey coming up. Game uh, On Expo. Game On Expo, uh, yeah. yeah. I've even done some of the smaller ones like uh, Maricopa Con, uh, which is actually just like a... A big gaming room, mm. uh, which is really kind of cool. So if you like to do the gaming, the tabletop gamings and stuff like that, you can go there and just yeah. geek out all day. I photographed for for um, Wasteland Weekend this past year, and I did Comic-Con a couple of years ago, but I, I did that for a different company, uh, Geek News Network. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, did that for them. Um, I did Comic-Con for them prior to that, um, but yeah. Didn't, decided to not do that anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love the atmosphere of con. So. Uh, I like going to cons. Um, I think I just, if I want to take photos, I'm just going to do it for myself, though. Yeah. I really like doing it for somebody else. That's good. That's good. Um, so what, what would you say is like one of your uh, most memorable shoots? Ooh. Um, I'd have to say it was a few years ago. Actually, I'll pull it up so you guys can at least see it. I know your users really can't, but um, <laughs> well, we'll, 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 we'll try to link, describe so it. We can, we, can, we can also put it out on link. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll send that to, to you guys. It'll only take me a quick second to pull that up. Okay. Um, but it was for, it wasn't in Halloween, uh, or on Halloween. It was maybe like a week or two before. Uh, and so there was this horror competition, horror photography competition that uh, my friend sent me the link to. So we contacted the farmer's market in downtown Phoenix because they have this big open lot and there was nobody there. And it's in the middle of downtown. So you could, you know, pick up some buildings and stuff in the background. And it ended up raining that night. And I bought a 50-foot boom arm. Uh, so, was, you know, I wanted to look like a streetlight or emulate a streetlight, but having more control over the light because there were no streetlights around and they're that gross orange color. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ho hoisted up one of my flashes up there. And, um, I had another friend bring in a car from, um, from a junkyard and we had a friend of mine jump on top of it or two friends of mine jump on top of it and kind of did that. Remember that game lollipop chainsaw? Yes. Yeah. I know it. Kind of like that. Um, and, uh, we did like this. Oh, was, that's right. It was the same night that the zombie walk was going on. Mm. And I was a little bit upset about it because it was asking them if, you know, we could participate in the zombie walk because I wanted to do the shoot with, you know, everybody on top of a car right. uh, with the zombies surrounding them. It was uh, uh, from an old zombie film that I don't remember the name of right now. That I, it was like an iconic scene. Uh, it was a French film, uh, The Horde. 
Great I, movie. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's an iconic scene where it's actually, they have a t-shirt where there's a couple of guys on top of a car with their gun and just surrounded by hordes of zombies. Uh, so I wanted to do something like that. But the zombie walk people said that I would have to pay them $400 just to be a part of it. And I'm like, ah, it's not, no thanks. So I just ended up getting a whole bunch of my friends uh, together. And uh, where the zombie walk was ending was at this club. And I actually knew the club owner. And apparently at the last moment, they changed where the end of the zombie walk was going. So um, I don't know if that had anything to do with that or not. I, I really don't think it was. I just didn't get into going somewhere else. But that club owner was really mad because he had all these performers that were dressed up like zombies and things like that. And he saw me sitting out there for an hour with like 10 people dressed up as zombies because not that many people could show up to it because it was raining that night. Right. So he sent out all of his people that were working in the club. And I'm sitting around this car. And all of a sudden, there's like, you know... 30, 40 zombies, like, you know, dancing around my friends. And I'm like, great, now we can do this. So what I did, because uh, I wanted it to look like, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of zombies, is I got up on a ladder and I held my camera as perfectly as still as I possibly could. And I ended up taking, and just said, all right, cool, I'm going to take a photo. Everybody take two steps back and two steps to your left. And just kept doing that over and over and over until everybody had made a full circle around this car. And then I combined all of the images together. And it looked like there was this giant horde of zombies surrounding this car. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that sounds pretty cool. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull it up and see. It's going to take me a second. Oh, that's fine. So um, I know uh, well, we, we can go ahead and just do, uh, do our general plug now. Uh, make sure, of course, you guys, uh, you're listening to us. The, you're probably listening to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and, of course, our friends at Star, Star Worldwide. Worldwide. Make sure you guys go ahead, help us out, and uh, take a look, share us, uh, share us with your friends, help them follow us as well. Of course, you can follow us on Facebook. Um, you can go ahead and just look up Con Air Radio <coughs> One, and of course, for those of you that want to help us out to get to the other con- uh, all the different conventions and whatnot, we do have a Patreon page. Of course, you guys can definitely help us out with that. We definitely want to uh, to find out. Wow, that, that I guess. Sorry, guys, I got distracted by the photo. <laughs> yeah, um, it's kind of cool. Yeah, but we, we definitely want to find out what uh, what cons you want us to go to, and definitely we want you guys to help us out to get there as well. Absolutely. But yeah, that that is that image is awesome. <laughs> that works. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure to link that and put it in our uh, link it in, in our Facebook page so everybody yeah. can see. So if you guys definitely want to see that, like us on Facebook. Definitely, so. definitely. Yeah. And yeah, I, I actually checked out the website. Yeah, so yeah thanks. And uh, I noticed that uh, one of my favorite cosplayers is on there, who I've never physically gotten on the show yet. Which so, one? Uh, Crash. Oh, oh, she's a friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're still liking to try to get her on the show one of these nights. So, okay. So. We, we can do like a... Uh, since we can do it here, we can do like a photo shoot slash, <laughs> slash uh, podcast. Uh, here's, here's, yeah, here's, yeah. here's the tip. you gotta, you got to tempt her with McDonald's. McDonald's, all right. Okay. Fries or just anything? I, I'm pretty sure it's the fries, but I think she loves everything. See, that's the thing. Nice. When I was younger, and I used to go out and party a lot, I would go out and I'd get toasted. And then I'd end up going to McDonald's and picking up like four large fries and just put it on a tray. And I'd just be like, <laughs> don't know. I, I, I can't remember the last time I actually ate McDonald's. I think it was actually with her. Oh, right. It was, it was, it was probably <laughs> about like a year ago. So I just... I just feel like a horrible human every single time afterwards. Yeah, like, but it's just it's just one of those things you ha- you have to do every once in a while. Yeah, j- just just to remind you that you're human. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since they ch- they changed the uh, the pay rate, where fast food people were saying we need more money, we need more money type stuff. Uh, I can't go to a fast food place without them screwing up the order in some way. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and and it goes both ways. So mm-hmm. sometimes they've screwed it up. In most of the time, where it's just terrible and they screwed something up, like they added this or did this or didn't take that off. But then one time we went and got uh, like a little simple meal and she got like two uh, parfaits mm-hmm. and they parked us. And when they finally brought our food out, we got home, found out they gave her four parfaits. <laughs> That's not a problem. That's not, yeah. a, but it's still a screw up. So I keep, you know, I keep, I, I swear I cannot go to fast food now. And get the order correctly. And it, sometimes it's really simple. I've ordered something where it was like two hamburgers. I said, no pickles, no onion. Okay, get our food. I get one hamburger, no pickle, no onion, and the other one's regular. 
Seriously, it's on the damn screen. Why can't you see that? <laughs> it happens. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, that's my bump, um, uh, soapbox. So um, I was actually talking to one of my coworkers today, and I was telling her that you know we're, we're talking to a photographer, and she's actually kind of wanting to get into photography. So mm-hmm. she wanted me to ask, and this is Serene, this is specifically for you. Um, what would you recommend a good starting camera would be, and how would you start out? Hmm. You know, just just doing photography. Well, uh, if I could remember correctly, I, I could be wrong on this, but I believe it was back, it was either 2012 or 2014. Uh, one of the guys that was either nominated or won the Pulitzer Prize was actually somebody who took photos, and it was over in Afghanistan on his iPhone. So you you don't need a really good camera. Uh, you can shoot on any starter camera that you want. Uh, where you really need to worry and invest your money is a good lens. I know people that are shooting on still to this day, like a Nikon D90, you know, it's a 12 megapixel camera from, you know, what, 2004. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could probably pick one of those up for less than a hundred dollars. Now they're super, super cheap. So long as you get at least one good lens, uh, I think you'll be all right. And you know, that's, you know, there's gonna be a lot of people that would be like, "No, you can you can do it with any equipment that you want." But I'm like, "Yes, you can," and it'll take a lot more practice, and you have to have a lot more modifiers and different settings with lights. But if you want to have something that's robust, um, I would say go for a camera that is uh, full frame. You know, whatever the full cheapest full frame you can get. You know, like a if you're going with Canon, it's one of the old uh, 5D Mark IIs. You know, there's a Mark IVs now, so the Mark IIs are super cheap. Um, and that way you can still use a really good new lens or even older lens that's used. And that's where you want to invest your money. Um, a 2470 would be the all-around lens. That's what almost every single photographer says. That's my all-around lens. It's, uh, it's The reason is because it's stuck at prime, which means that the F value doesn't go up or down. You can keep it as low as you want. Um, most lenses, when you zoom in, the F value will go up, which means it takes in less light, mm-hmm. uh, which means that you can't shoot in lower light situations. So if you wanted to do like concert photography, something like that, you know, I would definitely suggest, um, at least the 2470. And yeah, that is a little bit of, of money, but I believe there's cheaper versions of it from off brands that still worked just as good. Um, a lot of people are kind of snobby about it. Like if you can get, you know, you should stick with Canon, but you know, don't go with the old Sigmas or anything like that. (laughs) And there have been some offshoot brands that, you know, haven't been that great, but, um, you know, um, it really depends on what you're trying to shoot. So if you, if you want to start off with concert photography, which is where I started when I was like 23, you know, uh, shooting concerts and stuff like that for my friends, um, that's, you know, the, the lens that you're going to want to go with. If you want to do weddings, you're going to need something with a little bit more zoom, um, or depending how close you really want to get to the subjects while they're exchanging vowels. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, again, it really just depends. Yeah, I've, I've I've seen weddings where the photographer was literally standing right next to the priest. No. I'm like, no, no, no. no. I have a guy locally who just recently started using a droid, a drone, um, for. Yeah, for photography, you got to be careful with that. I've I've seen so many laws come through with people that try to do drone photography, where they get busted um, shooting something where they catch like a landmark in the background, and then it gets turned into commercial photography. And if they don't have the license for it, they get like a hundred thousand dollar fine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh... well, I know he's passed all. The, I know he's passed all the licensing and everything that's gone through it. And he actually, um, I think he went through a bunch of extra stuff too. To yeah. Uh, because I think he also teaches the, yeah. uh, the drone. Uh, well, that's cool. I've always wanted to do drone photography or just to have fun with it, you know, not even like do something super professional. But well, some, not, some of them nowadays are just so, uh, so easy. I mean, I've seen some where you can actually just toss them up in the air and they just hover mm. right there. And, yeah. And there's some, some really cool uh, technology I've seen. And I've seen a lot of them now that where they're actually, uh, you can actually do flips and, and rolls with them and stuff. And I'm like, oh. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I might have to play with one of those. <laughs> Dream with that would be to, to take it up to the Northern Lights. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do some like you know, flying through the trees with the Northern Lights up in the background. That'd be, yeah, that would be that would be an awesome actually. Yeah. So so we talked about that really awesome picture. Yeah. What would you say is your most memorable fo- uh, shoot for all the wrong reasons? 
memorable shoot for all the wrong reasons. Like not like stuff just couldn't couldn't go right. Just you know, oh, I would have to say every single wedding, <laughs> every single wedding, <laughs> every single wedding. I I can't help but tell you how many times my buddy Joe has saved my butt. Where I have shown up to my camera or shown up to my gig and I left all of my bar my batteries on the chargers at home, <laughs> or you know uh, my memory card went bad or things like that. You know I've helped him out too, but definitely not nearly as much as my younger years when I was just flying by the seat of my pants. You know, um, so yeah, that's that. Every single wedding, something has has gone wrong. They you know they all end up okay. Uh, one thing I always say is in, uh, I've gotten really, really comfortable and used to talking, talking to bridal parties when they're freaking out before the wedding. And I'm like, you, you do realize that once you guys kiss, literally nothing else is going to matter. That's <laughs> every single person I tell when they get married. They're like, you're absolutely right. Because they're freaking out, making sure everything is, is in place and all these people are doing these jobs. And then as soon as they kiss, they're just like, yeah, do whatever, man. We don't really care. Go have fun. <laughs> get drunk. You know, we, the, we paid for the bar, so you might as well take advantage of it. <laughs> So, um, so we're going to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back and we're going to delve into our favorite subject, of course. Geekdom. Geekdom Nerd yeah. Talk. So we'll be right back. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. Hey everybody, Ed Vanderly here, the host of 1980-something. Do you love the 80s? Did you live through the 80s? Do you miss the 80s? Every week we celebrate the decade of decadence right here on Star Worldwide Network with 1980-something. We take you back in time. We talk about music, movies, TV, fashion, the games, whatever comes to mind. So join me here each week on 1980-something on Star Worldwide Networks. That's the fact, Jeff! That's the fact, Jeff! You're listening to Star Worldwide Networks, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, Star Worldwide Networks can make it happen. Star Worldwide Networks, where you are the star. For more information, just visit us at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. All right, we are back, and uh, big news on uh, on the geekdom front uh, actually today as of recording this on uh, the 29th of November the very first trailer for Avengers Infinity, Infinity War Wars. has yes. come out um, what do you guys think go ahead uh, yeah. um, I really like it um, I, I think they're gonna run into some struggles managing all of the different uh, superheroes together, uh, like they kind of did in the the second Avengers movie, mm-hmm. uh, where it was just like we got a little bit too much where they try to put in too many storylines. Uh, it was a little bit garbled in my in my opinion. I like the first one a lot more. Uh, so we'll see what they do. You know, with the addition of Spider Man and uh, you know the Guardians of the Galaxy showing up, that was that was a pretty awesome little yeah yeah. Spoiler spoiler alert if you have not seen Sorry. Thor. Well, no, no, no. If, if you Wait, have not I seen Thor. Seen, I haven't seen Thor yet. <laughs> okay. So y- you already saw it in the uh, in the trailer. Uh, he's missing an eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got an eye patch. Yeah. So if you guys have not seen Thor yet, definitely see it because I did see that uh, last week, two weeks ago. I loved it. Oh, it was it was phenomenal. The music alone sold that movie. For yeah. Me. <laughs> 
I'm actually thinking about just having my wife drop me off over at Fat Cats early in the morning and just watch that one and, and of course, uh, Justice League at the same time. I also like that one. It was, you know, I'm, DC's still kind of getting their stuff together. Mm-hmm. But. I, I enjoyed it, but Justice League was about 30 minutes too short. Yeah, yeah especially with this, um, you know, everybody gave Batman and Superman a lot of flack. But mm-hmm. if you ever go watch the uh, uncut version, yeah, which is like three hours long, uh, it's actually a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like I was not unimpressed. Um, yeah. My my buddies were like, yeah, none of this, none of that. You know, all of these scenes were cut out. It was like a good hour of the movie was cut out that made the most sense. Mm-hmm. So um, if you guys haven't seen that, go watch the uncut version of Batman versus Superman. I think that's out on DVD now. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's where I watched it. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I, I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. Uh-oh. Wonder Woman gave me super high expectations for the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. And going into Justice League, they they were met. I will say that it, it, it did meet it for me. I just wish they would have gone more into the storyline for, for Flash, for Aquaman, instead of just introducing these two characters that have two movies coming out in a few years. Yeah, I, I I feel like they should have just postponed Justice League completely, and you know I think if they would have done that, it would have actually worked out better for them, uh, being able to uh, monetarily wait for for a lot of the Marvel movies to pass until mm-hmm. they start going into stage four, um, you know, or is it stage three or stage four? Stage, ugh. no, I think oh. I think we're in stage three right now. Yeah. Uh, so they'd be able to do that and give time for all these other movies because I thought Cyborg was a very interesting character. And yeah, mm-hmm. Flash obviously stole the show. Um, and I thought I thought Aquaman was going to take it. Nope, no. Yeah, he, I mean he was there, but I, acting wise, I don't think Jason Momoa was doing anything other than acting like himself. Mm-hmm. Not <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when you see somebody riding this bug creature going, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Okay, that no, I'm, that n- not my Aquaman." Okay, not my yeah. Aquaman. <laughs> I don't know. I I hope they develop him a little bit more with the actual Aquaman movie. Yeah, I mean, he didn't use really any in like their fight stuff. You know, he didn't do anything that you know Aquaman for doing, like controlling the water and stuff. Yeah. like that. he didn't do any of that. I'm like. Whoa. Sorry, I'm not trying to spoil that for you. <laughs> That's it. I can't watch it now. But, oh, shit. But everything else was good. They, they, they kind of went this hokey route with it, which you know was obviously Joss Whedon's fault. And uh, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I, enjoyed I didn't it. hear that part either. <laughs> what? That, he's, that he stepped in and started help writing? No, that it was his fault. Yeah. I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I <laughs> no, no, no. no a- a- anything Joss Whedon touches, it's... it's it's his fault, but in a good way. Unless Fox is controlling it. Yeah. Because then, you know, they, they like to play things out of order. Give, bring me back what I want. I want Firefly. <laughs> He's a yeah. brown coat. Yeah. I'm an Arizona brown coat. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Everything's Firefly. Mm-hmm. So, back to Sorry. the Marvelverse. I know we, we, we got sidetracked. <laughs> but So, back back to the Marvelverse. Um, I really... I, I hope they actually do justice to the actual infinity war storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like that they're splitting it up into two parts. I'm kind of interested into seeing where the first one's going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of storyline. There's a lot of good breaking places, bad breaking places, but I just, I like the way that they, they introduced all the universes together yes. at this point. Yes. Yeah, the odd thing is, is that when I watch a movie, I like to, to <laughs> I, I go by a specific uh, scale, and it, it's a very small scale. Um, if it gives me goosebumps, I'm damn well gonna enjoy this movie. If I don't get goosebumps, I'm I'm kind of like I'm I don't know, I just don't know. And oddly enough, the trailer for uh, uh, Infinity Wars did not give me goosebumps. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see that. I'm, I, I want to wait for the next trailer because the next trailer is supposed to give a little bit more of a narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The first one's always just kind of a let's throw this get out there, like a, get people interested in it. But uh, it's usually the second or the third that has all the. There, there was one thing that kind of, kind of bothered me as well, and it hasn't not really too much directly involved with this movie, but with the past two Marvel movies that they've put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, which in their own right, on their own, individualized movies were fantastic. But as the overall arc that they're pushing into the Infinity Stone, 
both Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 did very little to move that storyline forward. Yeah. Uh, or to connect that storyline in any way. Like Thor, the new one, uh, was a great way, which you know, if you've seen the trailers, when they, you know, they, Thor finally meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So uh, that obviously does not happen in Thor Ragnarok, where he's in space and they have all of these other elements of that same universe um, you know, you know, with, uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, like, um, do you know who Jeff Goldblum was playing in that, in Thor Ragnarok? No, not I, I, I quit following car, uh, comic books a long time ago, so okay. I, I really don't know the storylines. It's not a spoiler, trust me, but he's, do you remember the collector from the first Guardian of the Galaxy? It's yeah. his brother. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they're already connecting the universes there with, you know, uh, with, with Thor being in this, this universe or showing us more of those two things connected together. Or Thor and uh, um, Guardians. No, Thor. Or, Thor and uh, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, being there together, and uh, I felt like they should have separated those two stories out because there's Thor's story and then there's Hulk's story. Like those, they should have just given Hulk his own movie. They should. They really should have. <laughs> they haven't yeah, done. They've tried it before. They, yeah. but 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 they need to give Mark Ruffalo a chance. They really do. They, they really do. He, he's he's committed to the role, so I think they should have done that. But that also with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the the two things that were missing from both of those movies, which would have moved it forward into the Infinity Stone, is they haven't said where the last Infinity Stone is. It's the Soul Stone, or the Death Stone, as they call it, depending on mm-hmm. who you want to talk to. And the bad guy from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is you know, Star-Lord's dad, uh, his whole backstory was verbatim the, the that stone, like where that stone and what it does. And, you know, they, have you seen the Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm trying not to spoil things for people. <laughs> um, you know, they, they introduced that they're going to bring in Adam Warlock, which is the last person who had that stone. So eventually he's going to be the person who has it. But it was like, you had a bad guy that was pretty much this stone incarnate, kind of like uh, Legion, or Le- not Legion, um, Oh, uh... Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> nerddom failing right now. Damn. Uh, uh, a vision. vision. Vision, yes. Yes, I'm sorry. Why I, I literally had to play the whole movie in my head just yeah. to get to that. It kind of like him. And, you know, there was that scene in the trailer where he's getting that stone ripped out of his head. And, like, that's, that's gruesome. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. you know, he's going to get his, his ones. But they had all these other opportunities to start linking these things together ahead of time. You know, they. I think the last Justice League movie was just kind of there so that they could kind of throw in Spider Man and set up a couple of the other movies rather than again moving it forward, uh, because this is kind of like their their ultimate or penultimate episode. You know? Avengers, not Justice League. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. it's okay. Uh, uh, We're bopping back and forth. I know, now. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that was the biggest swat. And so I'm wondering how they're gonna tie up all of those loose ends in this movie and still have it be coherent Mm -hmm. oh and and because you know we've already seen the trailer another spoiler alert from an end credits or not the end credit scene but before the the end of thor when uh yeah yeah plug your plug your earphones um when we see loki in the uh in odin's uh trophy room Mm -hmm. going by the tesseract yeah we see in the uh, in the trailer, it is confirmed he did steal the Tesseract when he was down there. That was actually a big theory everybody was throwing around because of the way that he looked at it when he was going down to grab the helmet. Yeah. And we just kind of see him holding it in this one. So I kind of think, yeah, he took it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, we, we also... Uh, I can't tell that. You, can't, you haven't seen the Thor movie yet. So. Sorry. <sighs> I, oh, I, we can always switch to something else. Uh, yeah, there was the Punisher that you know came out recently. Punisher on Netflix, right? Yeah. So I, I just finished off all of those today, so I'm caught up on that. I, I had a friend say that um, he actually enjoyed watching um, Iron Fist more than he liked watching Punisher. Uh, I kind of agree a little bit. I I mean I like the shooting and stuff like that, but he I don't know I. Really wasn't a big fan of the Punisher mm-hmm. on this one. Well, uh, it, it, I think if this wasn't Punisher, or at best, if they would have made this a prequel to Punisher rather than making it post Daredevil on everything that happened, uh, it would have been a better story. Because mm-hmm. him just becoming Punisher again was not a good thing, and him, you know, didn't really have a vendetta until towards the end of the end of the show. Um, 
And I feel like they were tackling, although they did it incredibly well, I'm not going to downplay what they were doing, you know, things like PTSD and, you know, taking care of soldiers and things like that when they get back. They did an incredibly good job, you know, you know, putting out the narrative for that. And I understand that that's a big part of the Punisher series. But that did not feel like that needed to be the sole arch or arc of this story for something that's in the MCU. You know, uh, the MCU is still a Marvel franchise and that does bring a lot of crowds of various ages. And in no way did this feel like that was meant for a younger crowd. Oh, no. Uh, You know, Daredevil was dark. You know, he, you know, was fighting hundreds upon hundreds of ninjas and stuff like that. So there was this (laughs) element of fantasy that all of the other series had that Punisher just did not. And it felt like they just sideswiped it and felt like none of that stuff even existed. I was hoping for a little bit more crossover myself also. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and so there was there was some things in there, there was topics that were covered, and it felt more like everybody's like, Well, I'm glad they didn't do an action, just straight guns blazing every single episode. I'm like, Yeah. But my whole favorite thing was the intro, the very first episode, the intro. He's taking out like the drug cartel in, in Mexico and all these other people, the biker gangs. Like they could have just done the series on that and I would have been happy. <laughs> this whole stuff afterwards, and you know, I understand they're doing this as a setup for, um, uh, not Scarface, I remember, the, the, his brother it ends up being a bad guy from the Punisher universe. Um, the uh, guy that got his face all messed up at the end. Uh, uh, that well, it wasn't his brother, but it's... Um, Oh, I know, I know. I, I can puzzle face or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I know he's a bad guy, and like they do know each other. And in the comics, I believe they actually are brothers. Hmm. Um, you know, so that's a good setup. But it just felt like you know, watch episodes one, two, three, and then just skip to ten, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Don't don't watch everything in between. You don't really need to. And that was the other pacing issue that I had with it, it was he's supposed to go after these bad guys. You know, after right. figuring out this conspiracy theory, but there's literally no motivating factor as far as time he could have waited 10 years down the road and done this and in fact had he waited a lot of this stuff would have played itself out anyway and he would have been able to just go for the bad guy afterwards so there was nothing lighting a fire underneath him to actually get moving other than the fact that he's the punisher and he's got to do this and that was that was my my biggest things other than that they they filmed it incredibly well they actually used comic book sell things like camera angles from the comic book and some of the scenes and i'm like you did a good job. Right. Very, very cool. Um, you know, whoever did the gun food for this was do- obviously the guy from uh, John Wick. They did <laughs> they did a really good job there. But, yeah. And then, of course, the other big one that I liked, um, I just finished watching again, is DC is the, the crossover for uh, Flash, Arrow, uh, Supergirl. Supergirl and such. They just did a four-way crossover. Mm-hmm. And I actually, well, I liked it, but I, there were certain parts of it I didn't like. I mean, the, if you haven't watched it, um, there were ninjas, or not ninjas, uh, Nazi. Uh, basically, their world is, is uh, attacked by a Nazi world. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Supergirl and Arrow are the, uh, the two top dogs the, yeah. the general and such so well other than so i watched a lot of arrow i didn't watch any really the other ones but i watched a lot of arrow and i other than some of the the soap drama stuff that they throw into the show because it's like what is it on tbs i think something uh, like that yeah i think so yeah you yeah. know you cut all that stuff out for the most part you know enough to leave some story in there um they're the closest to the comic not the comics but the cartoons and you know mm-hmm. the dc movies so i actually enjoyed those more than I did a lot of the other ones. I did like the DC movies. They just huge disconnect. <laughs> well, the thing I liked about the crossover though is they just put so many of them on the show. It was com- it's basically the 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 uh, Justice League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was just it was just phenomenal to see all even all the lower guys that weren't all the super super ones. You know, uh-huh. Mister Terrific and uh-huh. you know Mad Dog and all those guys that are all in there and and, and such. It was quite. Cool. I would have liked to seen more of the supporting roles being more important, you know, being more prominent. But uh, yeah, it was still pretty good. Yeah. So since we're talking about Netflix, uh, just announced earlier this week, um, Black Mirror season mm-hmm. four. Have you guys caught? Have you guys seen Black Mirror? Not I. I only got the uh, the notice about the price raise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's not actually a price raise. 
if you go look at it for anybody that's interested and the Netflix will notify you and we've got your price change. If you didn't just opt in for the 1099 thing, um, it gives you a, a range and you can just choose the 799 one again for mm -hmm. not having HD content, which looks exactly the same by the way on, yes. on most televisions because it's a streamed content. So, um, unless you're actually paying for the 4k and hoping that what they've uploaded to Netflix is in 4k, you know, some of those earth documentaries, sure. Mm -hmm. Why not? But, uh, you don't need to do that. Just go switch back to the 799 and you're fine. Um, Black Mirror is amazing. Yes. I'm, I'm getting back on track of myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm looking forward. I've seen two trailers for two of the upcoming uh, episodes. Yeah. And even even with just the trailers, they hit it out of the ballpark. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Black, Black Mirror is definitely one of my favorite series at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually going to, before season four comes back out, I'm going to go back and watch it, watch it all again. What was your favorite episode? Favorite episode, as controversial as it was, was the very first one. Really? With the uh, with the prime minister. Okay. Doing the pig. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just it it shows the I want to say the absent mind mindedness mm -hmm. of mankind. Yeah. Because yeah. there's this. Well, I'm not I'm not going to spoil it, but the the big twist at the end is is amazing, and I honestly didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think mine is the one where the girl's running through the woods and everybody's chasing her with cell phone cameras. Oh, yeah. That one was pretty good. That that talk show or that uh, uh, reality TV show. With the twist at the end, exactly. Yeah. Um, there was a few other ones, but that one kind of stood out. Um, the one with the memory implant, the replay memory oh, implant. Yeah. That one was... I'm, 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 looking, I'm looking forward to that hit in real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably not too far off. I know the the bees, the the mechanical yeah. bees is one that actually hit me pretty. You notice a little bit of Orville crossover with some of the stuff that they've been doing. Orville yes. and Doctor Who have been doing yeah. that. Doctor Who did an episode of, pretty much was the same as those bees, and Orville did the one, which was the social media one, getting upvotes and downvotes, mm -hmm. which was a great episode. Jonathan Frakes actually directed that. Yes, yes, he did. I've actually been watching a lot of uh, different shows, and I've been seeing Lavar Burton is doing a lot more directorial stuff now too. So yeah. yeah, he's been popping up a lot. Yeah, he's been doing that for a while. Well, yeah, but he's been you know they were mostly his kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, but now I'm seeing him doing mainstream stuff. Yeah. I, I might, mm -hmm. you know, action movies, stuff like that. And so it's yeah. kind of cool. Okay. The one, the one thing I don't, I don't know yeah. if you guys, you didn't see the the crossover for DC. Mm -hmm. I don't think. No. <clears throat> there were the in this, and this is kind of a spoiler, very little. <laughs> um, in the very beginning, uh, Flash is getting married, mm -hmm. and uh, Supergirl comes in. Uh, but the the bad one, and vaporizes the uh, uh, priest, mm -hmm. preacher. Um, the part that's really funny is the guy that was playing the preacher was the guy, same guy that played Greatest American Hero. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, okay, for the people that remember that show, that's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's in there doing his stuff, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Okay, anyway, there's my All right. <laughs> so, Thanksgiving just passed. Uh -huh. We have something big coming up on the horizon. It's just about a little bit, I'd say two weeks away. Mm -hmm. We have the epic holidays mm -hmm. known as Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Star Wars The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. I know you're a big fan. It's all over your body. <laughs> it's all over the living room. I don't want to know what you, how you know that it was all over his well, body. Well, <laughs> my license plate says I'm Sith. Yeah, literally. Okay. <laughs> um, so they actually just released another trailer yep. not too long ago. Um, what What's your take on it? I, I, I just have to ask. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I, I, you know... A lot of people gave the first one a lot of a lot of crap for being just a copy of of you know New Hope exactly, and I think that's fine. You know, mm. there's nothing wrong with it. They would just went a very safe route for them to set up the rest of the series, um, and I feel like if anybody had done that movie any differently, there'd probably be a lot more backlash. Um, there's small things I think they could have changed, but going into Episode Two, which 
Everybody's like, I hope they don't make this The Empire Strikes Back. And I'm like, <laughs> I hope they do because that movie is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I really hope that they, they get a chance to explore a lot more of the, the adult dark theories, or not theories, but uh, genre that goes into this. And I'm not, I don't mean adult in like adult. adult yeah, yeah. But like, oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just, just things that are, you know, pushing the limit. You know, uh, when they did. Rogue One, they had to film the entirety of the ending of the movie because it was too dark. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know, although uh, that's what they used for the entirety of the trailer, so none of what you watched in the trailer was actually in the movie. Um, and there was pieces of that. And the, the same thing with uh, with the, the new Star Wars movie where most of the trailer didn't end up in the movie. Yeah. So I'm wondering how much of this movie is going to end up into it. But they've also said that this is the longest Star Wars movie that's ever been made. It's two and a half hours long. Ooh. Yeah. Bring bring wow. your uh, bring your, uh, your your cans and colonoscopy bags and mm-hmm, all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering, excuse me, Oop. I keep doing that. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm wondering how much of that. You know, I I do know that Carrie Fisher had finished filming her her parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if they're gonna have this episode that is gonna be their empire. There's no greater way that they could finish that off without finishing her characters off, off as well, which is sad. Everybody's really, really sad about yeah. it. But we all know that that's something that kind of has to happen. You know, we, We've all accepted that at this point. It's going to be sad. Everybody's going to be crying, just like they did the day she died. But it's still going to have to be there. And I feel like because of that, it's actually going to hurt more. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I feel like this is this is going to have a greater impact, and I I don't feel like they're going to go the same kind of routes. Um, you know, I, I really feel like they're going to strive to change the story. At least my hopes are that they're going to try to save this, change the story to where, <laughs> where you know, it's like I'm this really dark character, but I'm actually good inside. And like, okay, let's not do that. Let's just mm-hmm. let's just actually have you be a bad guy. Which, and, which is which is the biggest theory that's out there right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, now one of the other big theories that I actually I, I got into an argument at work earlier today about is who's her parents? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Is she gonna actually turn to the dark side in this movie? Because the the trailer sets it up to where either either Kylo's gonna go good, uh, Ray's gonna go bad, or I honestly already think Luke is gray. I think I, Luke's gonna go bad. I, I, I kind of think that too because the, 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 the posters, the, the posters. He's got red eyes. He's got red eyes. He's looming in the background and every one is, yeah. everyone, the bad guy is in the background and he's on both the light side and the dark side posters. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to go into the Great Jedi. I really wish they would, but I mm-hmm. don't think they will. I, I think his reason for going to the dark side isn't really what we consider dark side. I just think Luke is going to get to a point where he wants all of it to end. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to be the dark side. He doesn't want to be the most powerful. He's going on a kamikaze run. He just wants to kill it all off or all of it should be done, which is kind of going along the theme of the last Jedi. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. What, what do you think? Artab? Uh, I don't know. I, I've always tried to hate speculating um, and going on myths and, and, and strategies and rumors and such. I, I'd rather just turn around going, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to watch. I'm going to get excited. I will either like it or I will not like it. And if I like it, I'll be back again and again and again <laughs> to see it again. So, it, it, I don't know. As I said... I've always given my strategy of movies. I love explosions. I love the action. It doesn't have to be a highly rated movie. I still love it. Yeah. <laughs> my my big thing is I want to know more about porks. Porks. <laughs> I want to know more about porks. That they're 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 my Furby right now. Yeah, yeah. I just dug two Furbies out of my storage shed. <laughs> Were they still talking to each other? No. Okay. <laughs> Good. They'd been in the same box, that, which is funny. The, the box that I put them in is a Green Lantern box. Um, but uh, it, they were in the same box. And I just turned around going, oh, wow. You know, some of these guys were, you know, a couple of years ago, were selling for like 600 bucks on eBay for yeah, the original yeah. series. I had one of the Gizmo Furbies, and I did set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It talk, talked a little bit too much. Yeah. All right. So, um... 
Well, with that being said, I think that's going to uh, go ahead and wrap up uh, this episode of Conair Radio. Uh, once again, Johnny, thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Uh, and where where can we find your stuff again, just so everybody can uh, can look? Shotbyjohnny.com. But if you want to be precise, there's no H in Johnny. Okay. No H in Johnny. See, I told you. I, hey, I put it in there, right? <laughs> you can type <laughs> it, it either way. It'll still it show up. Yeah, it'll still show up. Um, and again, of course, guys, make sure you do follow us uh, on all the social medias, Conair Radio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Star Google Play, Worldwide Star yeah. Worldwide Networks, um, and uh, of course Patreon to help us out, uh, so that way we can go ahead and bring you more content from other conventions coming around, not just in the Phoenix area. Ooh. Yes, uh, like our trip to Flagstaff, hopefully next year. Oh yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm I'm already planning something for that one. Well, well, so just just a sneak peek. I'm already planning for the Star Wars movie. I'm actually going on opening night. Um, I am actually going as Jedi Hagrid. So uh, I am actually getting uh, getting a robe, getting a pink lightsaber, and dismantling the umbrella that I have to go ahead and wrap around the lightsaber. That'd be interesting. And for uh, Kori, I'm actually planning something a little bit more anime. With Hagrid, um, I'm not sure how it's going to work out. This is so going to be the Sailor Moon one. It might be. Uh, it, it might. It, it might be Sailor Hagrid. Sailor Hagrid. <laughs> yes, that ought to be interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So from all of us here at Con Air Radio, just remember, we'll see you at the con. I see trees of green. Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? Going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.